is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to Soaring Eagle Casino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another hour together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 incredible radio stations for the one close to you or where you'll be traveling. Just go to thehugeshow.net. It's Michigan-Ohio State Week. We'll break down the Wolverines on the road in Columbus. Now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board. That line's been fluctuating between eight and a half. Ohio State was given Michigan down to seven and a half. I think that firm line will be seven points. Either Ohio State giving them and you're taking the Buckeyes or you're taking Michigan. That game has so much on the line. On Saturday, if you're in West Michigan and Grand Rapids, I'll be at Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 in downtown GR. Now they open up at 11 a.m. Michigan, Ohio State on all the TVs at all brands locations. But you can join the huge show in our flagship station, 96.1 The Game in Grand Rapids at Johnny Brands on Leonard off of 131 downtown GR. I'll be there a little after 11. You can call and reserve a table or just get there when they open up. I haven't made my huge prediction yet. I will do that before the end of this hour. Now we, we've had Skeen, we've had Ballas from the Wolverine.com both pick Ohio State, and I think a lot of it is based on Harbaugh when it comes to Blake Corum. Well, uh, he could play, he could not play. How you doing? I'm Coach Harbaugh. I'm playing hide the running back. He could play. He could not play. Those could be two different situations. And that was interesting what he said Monday at his presser. So I do want your prediction on the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. I had a huge show on Twitter, the huge show. Um, Facebook also opted on the huge text chain. Text the word huge to 21,000. If you had a healthy quorum, 
because you know before he got hurt, what was he at? One hundred and six, I think, yards. Probably headed for a buck fifty, buck seventy five, if not more, against a stout fighting Illini defense that probably was the best Michigan's faced all year. But the quorum injury and the unknown, which if I try and read Jim Harbaugh, he seems pretty mellow for Ohio State Michigan week, right? You know, praising Ryan Day, talking about the grit of Ronnie Bell. You know, the key is, can you get enough of Edwards? Because they have the best backup running back in America in Donovan Edwards. Will he be healthy? But if Corum was just good to go and you didn't have uh, the hit on the shin knee, I, I think I would be ultra confident in Michigan dominating the line of scrimmage and winning that game on Saturday. But the unknown. And like I said, Harbaugh, couple of options. One option, he could play. The other option is he could play. Yeah, thank you, Coach, for taking us inside Schembechler Hall. Uh, Doug Karsh is the voice of Michigan football, along with John Jansen, doing a great job in year one. He is standing by in the Meyer guest sign. Uh, I did like Harbaugh at his presser on Monday talking about, yeah, a couple scenarios. He could play. The other scenario is he couldn't play. I, I love Harbaugh in his comments. Yeah, I don't think he's going to pick up his phone and dial all of us individually and let us know before right. the week is done. I'm not, I'm not expecting to hear that. I mean, and and look, Donovan Edwards, same thing. Luke Schoonmaker, same thing. Uh, Mike Morris, same thing. Uh, you know, we'll, I feel more optimistic about Schoonmaker and Morris, given they were in uniform last week and went through warmups to a certain degree. And the fact that Blake Corm returned to the field at all seems to be somewhat reason to be encouraged. But you know they had to they, they didn't sense any structural damage with the initial exam. And I've been on the field for 16 years, and I saw those knee exams. They start pulling the knee every which direction, and can tell right away if there's ligament damage. And they wouldn't have put them on the field if there was. So. Uh, then the next question is, all right, well, what is it? And did an MRI reveal anything that would keep him from playing? And, you know, I would just, uh, my guess, and I think this is a pretty good guess here, we'll find out at noon on Saturday. Yeah, and Harbaugh, I just, again, I can't get over the quote. Yeah, a couple of scenarios. One, he will play. One, he won't play. So let's look at both scenarios. Uh, and Doug yeah. Karsh, voice of Michigan football, joining us. Uh, here on the Huled Show across Michigan. If you have a limited quorum, how does that change the game for Michigan? If you have no quorum and no Edwards, uh, now now you get into the arm of J.J. McCarthy or hoping that a backup has one of those historic days against the Buckeyes in Columbus. Yeah, you start getting into, okay, um, how how good can that offensive line be for whoever's carrying the football, right? If you look at... And what Michigan does that's above average or, you know, considered to be way above average, I would start with play from the offensive line, which won the Joe Moore Award a year ago, and now people are arguing that it might be better this year, might be a better group this year. Um, so can they step up their game? If you look at Ohio State, the trends of going into that game, they have uh, allowed some pretty large rushing totals to teams that aren't great at running the football. I'm just kind of getting into that part of the preparation. So 
So can Michigan, you know, regardless is, you know, if, if, if Evan Hull can do it at Northwestern, can CJ Stokes do it for Michigan? You know, that's sort of the, the question that you have in terms of running the ball. And then defensively, you know, if they have Mike Morris back, that group has gotten better and better. And surprisingly, I mean, they will surpass last year's sack total, even though they don't have Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. Kind of collectively, they're doing it as a group. And Jesse Minter has done a great job as the defensive coordinator in his first year. So something's going to have to happen that's the out-of-body experience. And, you know, hey, Cardell Jones was the third-string quarterback. He led Ohio State to a win in this game. You think of Tyler O'Connor going down there with Michigan State. That was an out-of-body experience, right? So strange stuff can happen in college football, but everybody's got to pick it up a little bit, right? Yeah, Doug, and I think the guy that I'm looking to where they haven't had to rely, this is kind of crazy if you think about it for a Michigan quarterback. And a guy who took the job from Cade McNamara earned it. That they haven't had to say to JJ McCarthy, "Go win us a football game all year," because well, of quorum. Kind of, yeah, they kind of did at the end of the Illinois game, right? They didn't have quorum. Yeah, they didn't have Edwards, and they had a deficit in the fourth quarter, and he led them on three scoring drives, right? So. They were all field goals, but they came from behind, and he got them into field goal range and probably made two and maybe three plays that if he doesn't make them, they lose the game, certainly the two fourth-down conversions. but um, So he, he, I would say that was good for him to get that experience last week, um, even though they didn't get the ball in the end zone. Now, uh, it's a little bit different when you're on the road. Um, there's an argument that could be made that Illinois' defense is better than Ohio State's. So we'll find out. I mean, they could step up and play their best game, too. So um, there's a lot of variables go into this one. But, yeah, uh, J.J., it's hard to imagine the, a scenario that Michigan wins the game without J.J. McCarthy playing very well. Yeah, and I think my question more was centered on going into a game. They haven't had the game plan for J.J. to win it because the O-line and quorum have been so dominated and with Edwards Healthy, like I said, you had the best one-two running back combo in America, something you normally see with a Georgia, Alabama, and Oklahoma, one of those schools. So I do trust the defense, but you mentioned Morris. Uh, you, you can see how much they missed him on that defensive line last week. Yep, yep, definitely. I thought I was a little surprised that they were, it wasn't more pressure on DeVito, but of course they got off the field in the fourth quarter when they needed to. They really played well. And, I mean, Michigan in their final series, they rotated through three true freshmen. Kenneth Grant was on the field for some big plays at the end of that game when they had to get off the field. Mason Graham, Jimmy Rolder, Will Johnson. Um, But they were getting down on the depth chart, and guys got opportunities where they had to make plays. And fortunately for Michigan's sake, they did. So if you're Ryan Day and you're looking at Michigan and you're a hireball and obviously you've been looking at Ohio State for a while – what is the area Michigan can attack where they can leave Columbus uh, with another trip to the Big Ten title game? Well, again, I'm just starting to, start to really get into Ohio State prep, but I'm not sure. I feel like the whole menu should be there for the play callers for Michigan. I think they can attack through the air and attack on the ground. Certainly their ground game has been more effective this year, but getting Luke Schoonmaker back has been JJ's go-to guy. But, um, you know, they've, I think Ohio State's defense, 
um, is better than a year ago, but I, I'm not sure. Like Michigan's faced Iowa's defense, Illinois' defense. Um, comparably speaking, uh, you know, is Ohio State's defense better than those teams? Um, now, just like Michigan last year, Josh Gaddis said they saved a whole bunch of stuff for Ohio State, and they intentionally set up trends so they could break them against Ohio State. Ohio State may have done some of the same things defensively with their new defensive coordinator that they are saving specifically to beat Michigan. Hey, um, you know, Michigan coaches, when they interview for jobs, they're asked about, you know, what, how would you attack this Ohio State defense or how would you attack this Ohio State offense? So, you know, Ohio State, I'm sure, has had the Michigan plan in as well, that uh, stuff that they've saved just for the Michigan game. Doug Karsh is the voice of Michigan football. He'll be in Columbus Saturday on the Wolverine IMG Network, Ohio State, Michigan. Winner, I think, guarantees themselves a spot in the Final Four, even if they would lose uh, the Big Ten title game. Uh, the loser would need help, like USC losing to Notre Dame or losing in the Pac-12 game and TCU losing uh, also one more game the rest of the way. Uh, if you're Ohio State and you look at Michigan right now, the reverse question that I mentioned uh, with Ryan Day uh, the area I would attack is, you know, those drag routes, linebackers, their receivers are the best in the country. Does Michigan uh, have the linebackers to handle those crossing routes? The secondary has been impressive. Will Johnson, the freshman, uh, will need to step up. Your thoughts on what Ryan Day more than likely will do to try and win that game? I think they want to throw the ball. I yeah. think they want to take advantage of their depth at wide receiver. That's why the weather forecast, which is trending to be pretty bad, is it's kind of important. I mean, Ohio State did move the ball through the air rather effectively last year, in spite of the snow. Um, but when the game was over, uh, I, I think I think they would admit that the conditions weren't ideal for them. But I mean, Michigan does not want this to be a shootout. They want this to be an old school in the trenches, Big Ten bad weather November fifth fight, right? And if they can turn it into that, they'll be happy. So if it's raining and it's windy. I think Michigan will say, bring it on. By the way, their team is built. And Harbaugh's team is more old school, tight ends, you know, run the ball, out tough you, show some Dan Campbell grit. <laughs> that's that's what they're hoping this turns into Saturday. You know, the defense hasn't been challenged with a passing attack like this. I mean, if we go through game by game, even the Cupcakes non-conference, you go to the Big Ten, uh, you ask yourself, obviously, a lot of teams haven't faced an offense uh, like what Ryan Day has in Columbus. Do you believe the back seven uh, is strong enough to slow them down enough for Michigan to get that W? Yeah, I do. I really like that group. Um, DJ Turner is obviously the star back there. Rod Moore, the most cerebral safety that's, that always seems to be in the opponent's playbook. And Jamon Green has come a long way. I think we'll see a lot of Jamon Green, Will Johnson, and DJ Turner on the field together at the same time. Mikey Sainristel switch from offense to defense has gone better than almost all of those those position changes go historically. Uh, he's been very good. So, yeah, I do I do think this Michigan back seven, the, the secondary in particular, look, they, they probably want five and sometimes six defensive backs on the field. 
if it is a good weather game and Ohio State gets a chance to air it out. I think they'll try and counter with that. Uh, Junior Colson, the middle linebacker, is quietly having a good season. So, you know, these are things to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I do. I would have been pleasantly surprised by Michigan secondary. Now, they haven't faced a a test like this, right? This will be the hardest uh, they have faced. The best receiving core they have faced this year is – is it Maryland? Is it is it Michigan State? Uh, Ohio State's a different animal. Doug Carr's voice of Michigan football. Final question for you, Doug. Uh, the Michigan receivers. Uh, before the season began, I, I thought it was the deepest receiving core anywhere. Maybe not the most athletic. You know, if you look top heavy, like you know Marvin Harrison Jr. with Ohio State. But uh, I, you know, Ronnie Bell's been consistent. Uh, but the ability to just catch some simple passes. I know J.J. has been off on some easy throws. And uh, Anthony, I really thought when J.J. Uh, took over the job that he would become his go-to receiver. It just seems to be a lack of separation and also flat-out drops, the mental side of this. Uh, what's going on with the Michigan wide receivers this year? Don't know. That's a great question. I mean, you see a lot of the guys that made these plays last year not doing it with the same consistency this year, you got to make a contested catch. Um, you know, everything isn't, doesn't have you running three or four steps clear and the ball perfectly delivered on the numbers. And that's true everywhere. Uh, it's not just, it's not just in Michigan. And, you know, right after Andrew Anthony didn't make that play in the end zone, Illinois had a third down where they floated one out. I think it was to, to Washington who went up and made a contested catch right in front of the, the Illini bench. And we said, that's, that's the example of a receiver making a play to help out his quarterback. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that Schoonmaker became JJ's go-to guy. He has been very reliable, but the, the rest of those guys, we know they can do it, right? Cornelius Johnson made some big plays a year ago. Ronnie Bell made some big plays. Andrew Anthony made some big plays. So now it's a question of why hasn't it happened? Maybe this game brings out the best in them. Um, I mean, huge. We've seen it in the past, right? It's a rivalry game. It's it's where crazy stuff can't happen. And, you know, they. I feel like they have the – to put it to you like this, I feel like they have the solution in-house. It's just a matter of them going out and, and exceeding the way that they've played so far leading up to this game. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football with John Jansen and the crew Saturday in Columbus on the Wolverine IMG Network. Doug, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. All right, good to talk to you, Huge. Yeah, back at you, Doug Karsh. He's done a great job in year one. You've never had to say, ah, I'm not sure that guy should be doing it. He's been fantastic uh, with John Jansen on the Michigan broadcast. I will make my prediction on the game. You can drop your... Huge prediction. Who do you like? Michigan or Ohio State? What's the final score? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now play their home games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. They're home on Sunday. So that means it's a family four pack of tickets for 50 bucks with a $20 concessions voucher. So get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, other Ticketmaster outlets, or just search Grand Rapids Gold Tickets, but they're at home on Sunday. So no Lions playing on Sunday. Why not see some top-shelf basketball players from Baylor, Stanford, UCLA, Duke, and more? Uh, Get your tickets now for that family four-pack every Sunday home game. Four tickets 
and a $20 concessions voucher for $50 to see the Grand Rapids Gold. We'll have more on Michigan-Ohio State Week. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He's another Michigan insider, and he will join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the $100,000 Buckets of Cash. Every Saturday in November, each week, we're giving away $25,000 in cold, hard cash. Drawings are 7 to 11 p.m., with every winner taking home five grand. Grab Buckets of Cash only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Get Black Friday deals all week long at Meyer. Shop the season's best deals. Like buy one, get one for a dollar shoes for the family. Take 50% off select board games. And buy one, get two free on the entire stock of MTA Sport Activewear for the family. Start your holiday shopping and get great deals on gifts for everyone. Get more for your money with Black Friday deals all week long at Meyer. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. It is Michigan Ohio State Week, Saturday at noon in Columbus. And you can join the Huge Show on our flagship station, 96 1 The Game. I will be at Johnny Brands on Leonard Downtown GR, right off of 131. All the brands' locations across Michigan. We'll be rocking on Saturday for the Wolverines and the Buckeyes. Join me at Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR. You can make your huge prediction on the game at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. You won't get crushed with ads or bounce backs. That's the word HUGE to 21000. Go get his thoughts on Michigan-Ohio State. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Another one of our Michigan insiders is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Clayton? Doing well. Best week of the year. It is the best week of the year, but the quorum injury has everybody on pause to a point. 
a wait-and-see mode until Saturday at noon. Yeah, we're going to get there pretty early as soon as we can uh, to the horseshoe on Saturday because, yeah, like you said, I mean, all eyes are going to be on Blake Corum. All eyes are going to be on some of the other banged-up Michigan players. Donovan Edwards as well didn't play last week. Mike Morris, their best pass rusher, was hurt. Junior Colson, starting Mike Linebacker, didn't finish that game last week. I think he's okay, but we'll see. So there's a lot to watch. Um, but you're right, it's taken not, not any luster away from this game, but I think it's taken away from some Michigan fans' optimism, and rightfully so, because Blake Corum has been the heartbeat of this team. So if he weren't able to go or – even if he's not at 100%, and I'd be willing to bet heavily that even if he does play, he won't be at 100%, uh, then it's going to be tougher for Michigan to move the ball. So they got to be a lot better in every other area if he's not able to go or if he's not 100%. You know, Corm's injury has been out there for the public to see when it happened, and also your story when he was giving out Thanksgiving turkeys. He didn't need crutches. He had a little limp, but it didn't look like a guy uh, who was on the verge of uh, major knee issues. The quiet injury is Donovan Edwards because he's the best backup running back in America and no one's talking about his injury or if he'll be able to contribute Saturday in Columbus. I know. He's, he's an X-factor type of player. He's a guy that I'm writing an article for later in the week, but you know who's going to be the X-factor in this game? And he's still going to be on the list because I think there's a chance he plays. But uh, a couple weeks ago he was injured in that game and against Nebraska and had a, a wrap on his hand reportedly so that's huge for a guy who catches a lot of passes you know even though he's a running back uh, his best asset is probably right now as a pass catcher and you know that's what makes him so dynamic we saw it against Ohio State last year where he was not only catching passes but being used as a decoy motioning around and whatnot so uh, that's going to be big too and you know let's say Coram isn't able to go you know can Donovan Edwards play at less than 100 percent and carry 20 25 30 times if he may need to Um, that's a big question as well but it's going to be all hands on deck with guys stepping up. It's kind of that next man up cliche, um, you know, but it's really going to take everybody, I think, on Saturday. So when you say everybody, I understand the, the team effort and everybody involved, but who who is the guy? If Corum can't go, if Edwards can't go, who who's the guy to generate offense, enough of it, for Michigan to beat one of the better, if not the best offensive team in America? Yeah, um, it's a great question. So if those two can't go, uh, I'm saying number one, it's that offensive line has to take the game on their back, like they did last season against Ohio State, and like we've seen at times this year. They've been banged up as well, but I expect senior left guard uh, Trevor Keegan to play after missing the last couple games with a foot injury. Uh, So if those guys are healthy enough, I think they need to have the game of their lives. And then J.J. McCarthy, uh, a guy who has been a little bit up and down over the last few weeks, but has still done some good things. Can he pick up some huge first downs with his legs? Can he make a few big throws? And then another question with health is Luke Schoonmaker, uh, perhaps the best pass catcher on this team from the tight end spot. Uh, will he be healthy? He dressed on Saturday, so you'd expect he would go. Harbaugh said after the game last week that the fringe guys, he believes, will play uh, this weekend. So, um, you know, that's going to be big, too. Our guy's going to step up in the receiving core more than they have over the last few weeks. Ronnie Bell, Andrew Anthony, Cornelius Johnson, Luke Schoonmaker, guys like that, Colson Loveland, freshman tight end. Uh, it's going to have to, you know, be all of those guys kind of playing, not above their heads, but playing some of their best football of the season. And, uh, you know, that should give you enough offense to move the ball, score some points, but 
still comes down to the defense in this game, in my opinion. Third downs, red zone, kind of the same formula as last year where you, you allowed a lot of yards, close to 500, but it only equated to 27 points. Clayton Safey from the Wolverines.com, another Michigan insider joining us here on the huge show across Michigan, talking Wolverines and Buckeyes Saturday in Columbus. You can join me for my huge watch party Saturday at noon at Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown Grand Rapids. Uh, the name a lot of people haven't talked about, and I know Doug Karsh told me that, you know, McCarthy made some fourth quarter plays in a clutch situation that I'm kind of looking at J.J. McCarthy, this could be his coming out party against the best team he's ever faced as a starter. I agree. I mean, when you look at this game, uh, it's funny to think back. So in 2017, when Michigan was banged up at quarterback and John O'Korn had to start that game, he didn't play well throughout the entirety of it. But he had that last drive where they were down, I think, four points, and he could have won them that game with a touchdown. Of course, he throws the interception. won a terrible moment for Michigan. But going into that drive, you're saying this guy could become not a Michigan legend in terms of his entire career, but for that game, uh, it can do so much for you. So J.J. McCarthy, knowing that he's coming back next year, obviously as being only a sophomore to to start and lead this team, it would give him all the confidence in the world and it would get Michigan to Indianapolis. So um, completely agree. J.J. McCarthy, I mean, could it be a situation? You've seen a lot of quarterbacks in their first start in this game on either side kind of emerge and that be kind of the storyline of the rest of their career. Brian Greasy, uh, then he goes into 97 and obviously leads Michigan to a national title after coming in 96. So there's all sorts of that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see what J.J. McCarthy does. Jim Harbaugh said his message to him to let it rip and have at it out there uh, and play with gusto uh, and be unflappable like he has been this season. We saw him make some winning plays against Illinois, and I think that bodes well, but going to need to see it for 60 minutes. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the huge show across Michigan Wolverines and the Buckeyes on Saturday uh, in Columbus. Uh, the injury situation, uh, when you look at it uh, from what you're hearing, maybe some of the echoes out of Beckler Hall, uh, who's good to go, who hasn't played in a while, and who do you think could be on the sidelines but not in the lineup? Yeah, that's a million dollar question. I, I will say this: I, you know, watching warm ups last week and seeing that Mike Morris dressed and seeing that Luke Schoonmaker dressed, uh, defensive end and tight end respectively. Uh, I think that's a really good sign. And, and as I mentioned earlier, Harbaugh said that some of those fringe guys uh, he believes are going to play. And I think he's kind of, uh, you know, it's a little little nudge there, like, hey guys, you know, get out there. Uh, Donovan Edwards is a guy that you know could he play through a hand injury? You'd expect he'd do everything in his power. To do so, Blake Corum, uh, you know he's going to be out there if he can. Uh, he told us on Sunday, uh, last, you know, this, earlier this week, when he was handing out those turkeys, as you mentioned, that he will be there. Uh, he wouldn't really necessarily answer the question as to whether or not he'd play. He said it's going to be fine. He's going to be back. So I was being pretty vague there. But that's kind of the big one that you're watching. Junior Colson at linebacker, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, was banged up late in the game against Illinois, so can he come back? But, man, they've really mounted some of these injuries over the last uh, really month plus, and it's impacted Michigan. Saw it kind of potentially lose them a game last week, Uh, but I do feel like there were some guys that were maybe held out in that game that could have gone and that will do everything in their power to play this weekend. So should be most guys back. How healthy will they be is a big question. 
And then the, the number one question is, is surrounding Blake Corum. Huge question of the day presented by Bud Light that I'm asking the audience. Really huge question of the week. Uh, who wins on Saturday, Clayton? What's your prediction from the Wolverine.com tower in Ann Arbor? So I told you last week I was close. You know, I still had Ohio State when you asked me for an early prediction. Uh, but, you know, that could change. And, and obviously, you know, saw some football from both teams between then and now. But uh, with the health status just in question at this point, and again, we'll know more on Saturday when they get there. Things are going to be tight-lipped this week. But, uh, you know, I, I got to take Ohio State, I think. And, and I don't have a score exactly right now, but uh, I do think Ohio State will pull it off. It's really hard to win down there, as we know. And, uh, and Michigan's banged up and really hasn't been healthy in this game the majority of the years over the last decade. Uh, last year was one of the ones that they were, and, and they were able to win. But it's not an excuse. It's just kind of, you know, even though Ohio State's banged up too, they got a little better reinforcements due to the, uh, the way they operate on the recruiting trail. So uh, I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. Clayton, enjoy the game, the road trip, and we'll talk Monday and look back at Michigan-Ohio State and see who's in the Big Ten title and who I believe has locked up a college football playoff berth. Can't wait to talk to you then. All right, Clayton Safey checking in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. You want to answer our Bud Light huge question of the day? What's your prediction on Michigan-Ohio State? Add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They call Van Andel Arena in downtown GR home this season, and they're at home on Sunday. So no Lions football on. Family four-pack of tickets with a $20 concession voucher for every Sunday home game is only 50 bucks in the Grand Rapids Gold, featuring players from Stanford, Duke, Baylor, Kentucky, and more. They're at home on Sunday. Get that family four-pack at Ticketmaster.com. Van Andel Arena box office, or just search Grand Rapids Gold Tickets. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hey, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Come spend a night with Daryl Hall and the Daryl's House Band. 
rare up-close evening with the singer-songwriter. November 23rd, DeVos Performance Hall. A musical journey through his entire career featuring special guest, Todd Rundgren. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss Daryl Hall with special guest, Todd Rundgren. Live, new album, Before After, out now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. It's Michigan Ohio State Week. On Saturday at noon, I'll be at Johnny Brands on Leonard, west side of GR, near downtown, right off of 131, Michigan and Ohio State on all the TVs at all brands locations across Michigan. For the one close to you where you'll be on this holiday weekend, go to Brands. Dot com, but join me at Johnny Brands at noon on Saturday. Bud Light, huge question of the day. What's your prediction on the game? Buckeyes or Wolverines, final score at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain, text word HUGE to 21,000. It's also the week the World Cup started in Qatar. U.S. got a 1-1 Tie against Wales, one of our soccer insiders, Joey Baroni, the godfather of the Baroni family, the greatest soccer family, college soccer, and youth soccer has ever seen. He's standing by, said to talk about the Americans and the World Cup. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Huge. Thanks for having me on. Okay, uh, what would you take from game one in that group B for USA? Well, I think the game displayed the progress that we've made over the years and also exposed the limitations that we still have, especially since we're a young team averaging 25 years um, old. So I think it did both. It displayed the progress that we made, which was shown a lot in the first half. We had a great first half. And then I also the limitations showed in the second half. What would be the limitations? Ed? And, I, and I, I can see it, you know, when I'm watching the top shelf teams play and then you see the U.S. Uh, the limitations are, you know, a star to finish at the goal, uh, speed, and on soccer speed, which is a little bit different than just running a 40. How, you and your soccer background, Joey, what are the limitations of the Americans that they need to develop to become a world power? Well, the limitations showed in the second half when, you know, Wales is down 1-0, so they pushed numbers forward. Uh, they pressed us a little bit more. And then the limitations are, of course, the, 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 the lack of quality. I mean, if we're comparing ourselves to the powerhouses of the world, Brazil, Argentina, France, England, um, you know, also after Wales tied it, um, you know, the last five minutes of regulation plus the 10 minutes of extra time, uh, the USA, you know, was pushing, trying to get the win, of course. And Wales, I pressed us with six players, and we couldn't get we couldn't get any possession going. We couldn't get any composed possession going to create a, a you know, one or two or three scoring chances there at the end. Uh, if that would have been one of the powerhouses teams that I mentioned, 
um, they would have been able to create two or three chances. Actually, Wales, a team like Wales, wouldn't even high-press that team because they knew they would have the quality and the composure to beat that press. So uh, against a, a Brazil or a France or England or Germany, Argentina, Wales would have stepped back for those last 10, 15 minutes and then would have absorbed and just um, packed everybody in the box and, and tried to defend the 1-1. Well, against the USA, they did the opposite. They pressed with six players, and they would, we weren't able to break the press. I think also we spent a lot of energy in the first half high-pressing. I love the way the U.S. played in the first half. The Wales couldn't get out of their own half because every time we lost possession, we repressed and won the ball back. and That, that takes a lot of energy out of you players. But I think the biggest limitations are really – just the quality and the youth, you know, the lack of experience and, and the quality is, is still not there. But it's definitely a lot better than that it's been in the previous World Cups. And that was shown by the great first half the way where we scored a beautiful goal and could have had a, a second. So uh, the progress uh, away from the limitations, the positives you took from game one and group play for the Americans and Joey Baroni, who's the head uh, high school boys soccer coach at Grand Rapids Catholic Central, also works with MFA uh, heading up their youth uh, clubs. Uh, What's the progress you've seen from last World Cup to this World Cup for one game that you like with the Americans? Well, the the first half, the possession. We had had the ball. We we built. We built out of back. We repressed. We're confident enough to to repress and not let Wales get any any possession, any counterattacks. I think our two center backs in the first half showed that they – they not just win balls, but they, when they won the ball, they would start the counterattack. They would make the first pass to one of Amicius to start to keep possession. Where in the past, we've used uh, defenders like Brooks and others who are just there just to man-to-man mark and just win balls. Where the the two that we had playing yesterday, they um, you know they as I said, they, they didn't just win the ball. They they kept the ball for us, and and that's why we're able to have so much possession in the first half. Uh, also, I think we're a lot more dynamic now. With Pulisic, we are wide. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of progress. Again, it's, it's, it, we have to keep in mind and be realistic that we need to look at ourselves and compare ourselves to where we've been and, and not compare ourselves to the Brazils and the Frances. And, and these teams are every player plays in Champions League week in and week out, you know. So, and then, you know, the, the, the center back on the other side of the coin that fouled uh, Bale for the penalty kick, you know, an experienced center back. That plays in Champions League games, we can is not going to foul, make a foul there because the ball was going away from the the goal, and there was no need to go in like that and try to win that ball on that penalty kick. If he would have been a center back, hey, if he would have center back on a Joey Baroni coach team and gave up that PK to tie it, he's on the bench, and you're not going in until you learn. <laughs> uh, uh, they're young players. You have to be patient with young players. But I think I I, I really like I really liked what I saw in the first half and. Uh, you know, I, I think, again, we need to look at the glass half full, but also be realistic enough to not compare ourselves to Brazil, France, England. These teams are a different level right now. Joey Baroni, head soccer coach at Grand Rapids Catholic Central, also with MFA's Youth Soccer Club Division, one of our soccer insiders. So before I let you go, uh, the short answer, Joey, uh, will the U.S. advance and be one of the top two out of Group B? I, I think they can. Um you know, we now have to do better than Wales against England and and Iran. And um, you know, if we if we both lose to England and we both beat Iran, then it will come down to goal difference because we'll each have four points with Wales. Uh, I think I think we can maybe tie England, and then uh, I think actually 
the tougher games for us is going to be maybe when we play a team like Iran, where we we have to create the game and we have to you know create possession and create goal scoring chances. But I think we can still do it. I think we can still do it if if um, if we can get a, a tie or only lose by one goal against England. I, I think we'll be able to make it on goal difference. Or if we tie, we can make it on more points than Wales. Joey, thank you so much. Enjoy the holiday weekend. We'll talk soccer soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Joey Baroni, head soccer coach at Grand Rapids Catholic Central, also with the MFA Youth Club Division. One of our soccer insiders, along with the rest of the Baroni family, Mark, Dominic, Hunter, Giuseppe. There's like soccer analysts galore there. It's like five of them. Now, if the U.S. advances, I'll go back and do what I did with the Women's World Cup where I'll go to their house and we'll do the World Cup soccer show, which is always fun, and then he makes pizza. And I'm not stereotyping because he's Italian. Then I'm going there because his dad came to America and opened up a pizza place up in Fremont. If you miss any interview, any podcast, any full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.